Oh, you know what? This is gonna be a. Okay, never mind. I'm gonna. <laughs> I like. I like had this thought. I put like two and two together, and this is still the intro. I'm still making this intro at least on oh, YouTube, okay. and Sean may do okay, it. Okay, yeah. On it. I just had this like revelation of these two topics connecting that we have, and I'm like, oh man, this is gonna be like awkwardly similar or not awkwardly similar they're going to be connected by accident but anyways welcome to the metapod pokemon tcg podcast that revolves around the evolving meta my name is jake this is sean sean how are you doing i i'm doing good i'm doing good uh just big big chill and we were talking about gen con just before we started recording we uh, were i got word that sean is going to go to gen con and i am right next to gen con but yeah. I will not be living in Indianapolis during Gen Con, so I've I gotta I gotta coordinate getting down here and I'm flying and two hours your Sean. direction, so now you gotta drive an hour and a half my direction. Yeah, I mean <laughs> it's all fair because you have to fly like what four hours, three no, hours. No, it's like a two-hour flight. Oh, I don't even know. Oh yeah, I used to go to Cincinnati space. all the time for work, and from New York, it's about two hours to Cincy, so like Indianapolis is not much further. All right, it's easy. It's easy. easy. It's easy. All my stuff is missing though. Uh, it got it got it got taken. Taken to my parents' house because I'm <laughs> moving. So <laughs> don't mind the the gross <laughs> weird stuff behind me. Yeah, wh but where's your mug, Jake? Where's your mug? You don't mug? have a mug. I don't have a mug. I have a I have a Qdoba drink today. I know. I ordered I or so anybody who's listening and I'm, I'm looking, who was, who was it Sleepy Dreepy? Somebody, somebody out there was coming after me about my mug on Twitter as well. Uh, so I ordered a mug. You will all see it. Jake has seen a preview, but you will all see it when I get it. It's pretty good. It's, it's pretty good. good. I like, I like the mugs. I expect Sean to use it literally every single week. Mm -hmm. um, even though we don't drink coffee usually during this time, neither him or I, but it, it's fine. It's fine. We'll make it work. We'll start being coffee drinkers at 6 p.m. at night. That's right. <laughs> but we we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. We did get some things revealed both in um, outside of Japan and inside of Japan. I am most excited about the inside of Japan part because there's oh, a certain know. character oh, that know. got a card that, whoo boy, is going to make me lose a lot of money. But We've got a couple things on what has been happening within the Pokemon card community as well as the meta to talk about. So, Sean, we got oh boy, we got, a, we got a full episode. <laughs> the Metapod actually talking about the meta. That's I the know. biggest point. Do you want to uh, do you want to get us kicked off with the uh, five star review? We skipped it last week. And then I was like, wait, have we read this one? And Jake was like, no, no, we have not. So, Jake. So yeah, we uh we we didn't do one last week because we had the guests on the Metapod and so we wanted it to be pretty much all about them. So we appreciate everybody that has recently left a review. We're actually at 46 ratings. 46, absolutely insane. This one that we're reading though on July 1st, the top-notch Pokémon podcast, the 1 2 3 4 5 stars from Huerto Cito. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly and not the greatest at pronunciations, but I know how to read Sean. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> I dove into podcasts and talks on YouTube for my PTCGO game and overall Pokemon news. This podcast is pretty much the only one on the web for consideration. Thank you. 
I work for PSA as a card sealer, and once I get an order of Pokemon cards to seal on my desk, I immediately listen to the latest and back episodes. I live for every week to hear Jake call Sean by his name during the episodes. Kudos to Jake for picking up this week solo since Sean was out. Feel better, Jake, and I would totally sign a petition for naming Pokemon Gen or Pokemon Graduation for the 30th anniversary. Keep up the great work, gentlemen. Sean, you keep up the great work. Thank you. Thank you. You too. You too, Jake. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Pokemon Graduation is a really good, it's a very good name for the 30th I'm anniversary. I'm telling you, if anybody from Pokemon just wants to talk to me, they wanna you wanna hire me as an advisor. They wanna thinker. pay you for the name. I don't know what those <laughs> The brainstormer. I don't know. Mm. What are those people called, Sean? You're I don't the, have a real job. You're the idea man. That's the that's the unofficial yeah. title. I'm just the idea guy. Pokemon wants to hire me as the idea guy. I am open for talks, but you got to pay for some dental insurance. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> that's the cheap stuff. No, you say. need the health insurance. The dental is like $10 a month. But see, this is why I need someone like you, Sean, because I, I didn't know that. I've I can never negotiate for in my you. life. Yeah, I'm, I'm living still that on corporate my parents life. insurance. I'm gonna ride that puppy till I turn 26. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I mean, I would have. I think. I think I might have done that. Actually, I might have been on my parents until I was. Like, I mean, like, yeah. it's not a bad idea. No, it's a it's great not idea. A bad idea. Insurance good. But anyways, you know what else is not a bad idea, Sean? Putting hmm. the V Union cards in a future promo box. So that is going to be our first topic of today. Pokemon officially revealed. This is from PokeGuardian.com. Greninja, Mewtwo, Zashi, and V-Union special collection boxes revealed. So coming up in this, the boxes of the V-Unions, you may have remembered us talking about them, about how there are four cards that you have to pull from the discard pile to put onto your bench. Kind of seems absurd and... Mm-hmm. Kind of whack, but <laughs> they're finally coming here. They come with four booster packs inside of them. Four booster packs, one oversized card of the V Union. I think, don't quote me on this, but I feel like the oversized card of the V Union is basically like all the all cards put together without them split. Oh, yeah, I think you're it's right. It's like the same yeah. size. It's just them put all together, right? It's like off to the side. If, if you're watching this on YouTube, there's like, there's a mock-up of, oh, not, yeah, it's kind of a mock-up of the box. You got the packs on one side, the four cards in the middle, and then there's like another little card off to the right that looks like, to your point, the artwork that's not divided up. It's basically a jumbo card. Yeah. That's how I think of it. It'll probably, I don't think it'll be the same. Will it be the same size as a jumbo card, though? I have plenty of jumbo cards. Uh, I, I'm trying to think about like a normal TCG card size. And if four of those would, I think it's probably like the same size as a jumbo card. It might be. Yeah. They might be like when you put them together about the same size. Yeah. So that's really interesting because they've also released binders for the sword and shield dumb jumbo cards where you can like put them in sleeves and stuff in a binder. So I think my hypothesis is that these V unions, um, these V union boxes will actually work in that aspect. But I- these will release on July or I'm sorry, September 24th this year, retailing for $30, four packs, one set of a V Union Pokemon and a Jumbo card shot. You know what I would be, so there's a couple things, but in terms of the Jumbo, what I just thought about, I wonder if people will bring the Jumbo card with them if they're playing this in their deck. And then when they do summon Exodia from the graveyard, 
if they just like instead of because we were talking like you're going to need a spatula to move the V union from the bench to the active and mm -hmm. back and all that stuff. And I'm like, maybe people will just actually proxy the jumbo card in instead of all four cards on the field. Like if they actually are the same size, I wouldn't to me like it's a proxy of a thing that exists. Like it's not that crazy. I mean, here's my thought. I could see like a league challenge or local Pokemon league being like, yeah, sure. Whatever. As long yeah. as like either the player or the judge acknowledges that the V union thing of the four coming from the discard onto the bench, like was done. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't see it being done at like a regional or worlds though. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. But I would, I would urge anybody I, who gets I, I into this. I think that's a fabulous idea. Like, I think that's an excellent use, the most useful the jumbo cards have ever been. <laughs> right. But I, do, I don't think they'd allow it at like a regional or worlds or anything like that. I know. I, I, I mean, they're like, you know, to any, to any regional judges out there though, I will say who's, who's a regional is, is Alex Schmansky a regional judge? I think he is. I think, I don't know. I think I've never been to a regional. Well, I, I think to all the regional judges out there, will post included. If you listen to this, will talk, talk to, talk to the folks, talk to the people that matter about allowing token, if you will, or proxy jumbo cards in lieu of all four cards. If you know, cause it's going to, that's, that's going to be annoying. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I could also see, I could also see. So you know how in the, uh, 25th anniversary set, Sean, all the cards had like this little phrase that said something along the lines of like, this is not playable mm -hmm. or like, these are not legal. I could also see the jumbo cards possibly having that. It, it'd be hard to tell on here because like the bottom is like cut off in these images, but I could see something like that. Like you cannot play this card. I mean, I could see that. I, I feel like the size of the card should be the given if it can't fit into your deck. It's not not illegal but that's my point is it's like it's a proxy the same way that went up we you know the um you know most of the cards say flip a coin but then we roll a die because a die is considered equivalent to flipping a coin and that's just what people do in pokemon and i'm wondering yeah it might be interesting and the thing is for a tag team marker you know like to to say that you've used your gx the GX counter or marker doesn't have to be only what Pokemon has provided. You can have anything be your GX marker, right? That's another sort yeah, of Yeah, as object. long as like both players and the judge acknowledge it. Right. I so think. I'm like, I think the main thing you'd have to watch out for with that is like, if you have any cards that talk about number of cards in the discard or whatever, if that ever came up, you just have to make sure when your four pieces are on the field that the four pieces that make it up are kind of set to the side so that they are not counted in your discard at any point for whatever but reason. if then when the pokemon die when, yeah, when the pokemon, the pokemon faints, dies you then put them you back have to in. put in the discard yes exactly um, it's just something that could get lost easily if you're not careful i don't know yeah i i'm just saying i want to see jumbo cards in play that's <laughs> yeah give me something useful to use the jumbo cards instead of me just pasting them on my wall like i have now wondering what in god's name am i going to do with these gigantic cool looking cards I want to know your thought, Jake. I know when we first heard about these, we sort of debated whether or not they would come in packs or they would come in a promo set like this. And I think, you know, I think we did say like, at least I remember saying like, I think it's going to be a promo thing because I can't imagine the pack opening experience of pulling Mewtwo's left leg. So 
do you think that they're going to do all the rest of NEV unions that may come out in this style now? Ooh, all the rest in this style. I find that hard to believe. I find that, I find that kind of hard to believe. Well, no, actually, maybe I don't find that hard to believe. Maybe, I mean, because they wouldn't probably make a ton of these, right? How many legends were there? Uh, I, um, yeah, you're right. There aren't too many legends cards. Yeah, it's not like it's not like GXs or VMAXs where there's like a plethora of those, you know, like the legends. I don't I don't know how many there were off the top of my head. I'm going to say like five or six. Yeah, and six might be a good number for it. But like I could if it's like six or seven, I could see boxes mm -hmm. of these going around. I mean, it's kind of weird, though, that they like that they went from amazing rares now over to V unions, though. I still feel weird about that. I, I feel mean, like they had amazing rares and then they just left amazing rares. <laughs> I mean, they did. They kind of did. But it's like Prism Stars, right? Prism Stars were only around for a couple of sets. Yeah, I feel like they were around longer, though. That's true. I think you're than right. Than the amazing rares. Maybe amazing rares somehow make a comeback. I got no idea. I mean, I would love that, but I think, yeah. Uh, we don't know. But again, this comes with four TCG booster packs. It comes, uh, I think, in Japan, at least. I don't remember if it's in this as well. One helpful supporter card featuring Professor Burnett. So that is very interesting. A new card with Professor Vern Burnett. The four promo cards of the Pokemon. And then the one oversized card along with a code. All right. Do you think anybody, I wonder, this is a side note, as the code card, the code card is going to include all four pieces of the V Union, V Union for yes. sure. And think, possibly like Professor Burnett. Yes. Do you think that they're going to be locked, meaning you can't trade yes. any individual no. piece no. on PTCGO? No, because none of the promos are ever locked, are they? Not, I mean... No, not locked to the account, but meaning like locked together. Like you can, there you actually you have to trade them as oh. a set of four. Because like otherwise, I, I you know I don't think it would make sense if once they go into PTCGO, you can't pull them from packs. They're only promos. I'm gonna say no because I don't think legends are like that. I think legends are separate pieces. Because I have pulled I have pulled legends cards, and like they're not they're not together on the account they're right next to each other but like but they're not together on the account and i don't think i don't think pokemon would mess with that to be honest like think about ptcgo think about the development of ptcgo think about how they run ptcgo no way no way they don't put it together it's not that cool so do you think there'd be gonna be people like you know meme trading just individual pieces of different <laughs> mons oh yeah oh yeah Hundred <laughs> percent. I'm sure know. when Legends was the new set, like people were doing that with Legends. But I mean, that's why. But but again, Legends come out of a pack, and this comes out of a a set, like a box. And that's why I'm like, yeah. But think know. about think about the programming you have to do. Yes, you're in right. In order to put that together, like, because it's not just it's not just adding new cards in. It's adding like a new feature that like recognizes it as one card, but also four cards. Mm -hmm. Like I would, I don't know much about computer programming and I don't know much about like software development and things like that, but I would imagine 
that it would be something new that they would have to implement and update in PTCGO. And it's already hard enough sometimes to just put the new cards in and make things work correctly, right? You know, martial arts dojo was banned for like eight months. <laughs> so yeah, there's Professor Burnett right there for those of you that can watch on YouTube. Choose up to any two cards from your deck and discard them, then shuffle your deck. Yeah. Yep. This, this not as good sense. as Battle Compressor. But that will be banned. It's fine. It's gonna get banned. The Burnett? No, no, Battle Compressor. Compressor. Why would Battle Compressor get banned? And expanded? Wait, you could just choose three pieces of this and like, throw it in the trash? I don't think the unions are so overpowered that you need a banned compressor and expanded. Yeah. They would have done say. that with like Mewtwo GX or any like Marshadow GX or well, we'll uh, Night March. I mean, we shall or see. Mad Party. I don't know. We'll, we'll, again, we shall see. I think if you can get this bad boy out, turn one going second, that's pretty gross. Yeah, but you got to turn one going second. You have to also get like four energies on it. Well, no, I don't think. But like turn one going second. Remember how they all have a colorless cost that can accelerate energy onto itself? Yeah, but that's your turn two accelerating energy. No, turn one going second. You can attack. So you accelerate the energy. Well, on no, your no, turn no. One. I mean, that's what I mean. Like you're not doing damage. You're not like donking True. or anything. Yeah, yeah. Like it's that. not a donk deck. You're right. It's not probably not a donk deck. Although metal saucer. But, you know, probably. I mean, if you can get this out, well, no, actually. You can't, against a Donk deck, you probably lose because you can't get this out as your starter Pokemon. That's true. Unless you choose to go second, or unless you choose to go first, and you just hit Battle Compressor and whatnot, then I, I, if, you, if you were to get that off, Donk deck loses. But Donk deck is just a ladder deck. Yeah. Uh, anyways, now we're just... I'm just saying, I think Battle Compressor is going to get, uh, uh, you know. No. Going to get banned. <laughs> no, I don't believe it. I don't think it will. But you know what I do believe, Sean? The Pokemon <laughs> Company has continued with the signature promo cards that we will be getting Marnies on August 2nd, I believe. It's like very beginning of August here in the next couple of weeks. It's the milk carton box, mm -hmm. Sean. The milk carton Marnie box is what I like to call it. But we've got four more in Japan. We have Leon. We have B. We have Raihan. And we have my lovely, wonderful love of my life, Nessa. All getting signature promo cards. Hitting the lottery as of today, these are going to be introduced by Japanese lottery, similar to how they've been doing it lately with a lot of their uh, releases in Japan. The lottery is going from now until I believe the 18th or something like that. But if you want to jump in, you might as well just jump in right now to get these because uh, I, they're, I think they're going to be popular. I think there's a reason why they're making more of them, Sean. Yeah. I mean, this is a cool... I, I like this concept. It's just fun to have alternate arts of cards that exist, and there's, like, the signature element, and... Yeah, I, I mean, I, you always would have loved to see, like, you know, the nice thing about the Marnie box coming here is it includes, I believe, it's the alternate art, full art Marnie, plus mm -hmm. the signature Marnie, both of which are very cool. Obviously, there are no alternate art, full arts of any of these, so they're just getting just getting these, but the art around them is great. Like... 
you know, the Nessa one that you said, it comes in this lovely box, great artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what is this thing that it comes with? Is this just the back of the box? So this comes with one four pocket binder, 10 That's pages, it. swords, 80 cards. So I think that right there, what you're showing the big like art thing, I think that is the binder. Cannot confirm, but I'm pretty sure that is it. 10 pages stores 80 cards is a pretty nice sized binder. Oh yeah. I would say. I mean, especially it's if solid it's like, binder. If you're like it, this binder is there to just show off some like really cool cards that you have, right? It's not like your playset binder or anything. Um I this... mean the the Nessa binder is going to hold all my rallets and Nessas. <laughs> I will say I really love the Raihan especially for me. Like this is just such a cool like it's just great art, you know? I like it. It's almost like, at least for B, Nessa, and Raihan, it almost is like before they were gym leaders. Yeah, that's right? a good point. Because you see B right there. She's she's in like kind of a at schoolgirl outfit, but like she's not in her like gym karate uniform, mm-hmm. right? And then Nessa, she's a model in the games as well. So she's like very luxurious. She's having, you know, some water or something like that. I do <laughs> Sean, stop. I'm just, it's getting hot in here. I'm going to have to turn on my air conditioning. Okay. It's just, it's so gorgeous. And <laughs> Ryan just chilling out. Ryan's a little bit harder to read. And then I would assume, I don't even know about Leon though. Cause like he looks yeah. like a champion. Still. Yeah. I mean, the Charizard curled up in the corner is very cool. I'll, gra- I'll grant it's like that. Re- all of these arts are really, really great. Really, really good in my opinion, Sean. But more that it comes with, it comes with a booster pack each of Silver Lance and Black Poltergeist, which is the um, Chilling Rain packs, the two Chilling Rain packs over there. One Skyscraping perf- Perfect booster box, also Blue Skystream, which was the new set that released on Friday. Mm-hmm. We haven't talked about it on the Metapod, but oh my God, some of those alternate arts, Sean. I would highly encourage everyone to look up the the set list for those two sets combined because, good God, it looks gorgeous. <laughs> you get one EV Heroes booster pack, which is going to be... That's we good, know good. how hype EV Heroes is. One signed trainer card and one collector's guide. I don't know what the collector's guide is, though. It's uh, a good question. Yeah, I don't know. There's no, I don't know if that's just like, here's all of the signed promos as of right now. Like maybe get them all. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. There's no um, artwork or imagery for that part, but, but MSRP is going to be 2057 yen, which according to like USD is about 18 and a half dollars. Yeah. Um, now you do have to lottery this. You have, you do have to like win part of the lottery on the Japanese Pokemon center website. Um, July 12th through the 18th. Thank you for highlighting that real quick, Sean. Um, that is the period where it will be available for lottery. So I would do that right now. If you wanted to do it, you do have to make an account on the Japanese Pokemon center website. And then also, um, you have to have like a Japanese address in order to get these things. Whenever you order from Pokemon Mm -hmm. Japan, um, I would recommend to anybody if you ever want to do stuff like Pokemon Japan, you ever want to order exactly from the Pokemon Japan websites, uh, look up OKJLove on like Twitch and Twitter. He's very active in the Pokemon card collecting community. Not a player, but he's very well aware of like the of playing and things like that. He opens up a lot of Japanese product. Um, his Discord community will help you out, make an account and and make sure you've got everything and direct you to servers that 
you can go to for uh, um, getting the getting these products. And and J Lo's been a friend of mine, so I I recommend him all day, every day. Oh, cool! I had no idea. That's very cool. Yeah, Sean, I got friends in all places. <laughs> I got I'm friends. I'm Mr. Popular, Sean. In Japan. They say you peaked during high school. Psych. I just graduated college for the second time. I'm at. <laughs> I'm. I'm definitely not peaked right now. Oh, um, I think that's all the product news that we were going to talk about this week. And then we were going to do a meta update as well. But, but Jake, before we get into the meta, do you want to talk a little bit about the Pokemon community drama that happened over the last week? So Frost and Caribou, a wonderful content creator on YouTube. We've talked about them a couple of times. Another friend of mine, I would say, um, she found this video of this podcast interview of Gary. I don't remember his last name. He's the king of Pokemon, the dude from Pawn Stars, whatever had that had like the thousand, not thousand, but like a, a bunch, bunch of Charizards. Yeah. Has dubbed himself the Pokemon King. Okay, whatever. Every person has to create their own mantra, whatever. But she listened in on an interview about like Pokemon card pricing and things like that, where Gary had a PSA Charizard. I can't remember the exact grade of the Charizard. It was a, BGS but it was a PSA 10. Charizard. Is a BGS 10? Yeah, one of the three BGS 10s in the world. It was signed on the shell by, I'm going to botch up the name. Sean, can you say uh, the name? I think it's like Matsuhiro Arita or something like that. Arita, the, yes. the artist. You've probably seen them on Twitter the last like two weeks getting a ton of love, a lot of people from the community showing their favorite arts of the card. And Gary made a statement saying that he was thinking about scrubbing off the seal on the PSA graded card of the signature because it's it like it essentially ruins the card. That's not an exact quote, but if you listen to the post, you listen to the video, it's pretty much what it says yeah i mean yeah he basically he was like the signature on this card he said and this is not me saying this so uh the signature on the card does not add any value to the card um and you know he might he's even considered recasing it right like putting a new case on it that's just clean and fresh i mean his rationale is that like it's a bgs 10 first edition charizard there's only three of them in the world so the vast majority of the value of that card comes from it being a BGS 10 first edition Charizard that the signature itself is an afterthought. Um, he hid the words he chose to use though, were just very poor words. I think, I think like I get what he was trying to say. Yeah. Cause I mean, he's on He's on like a sales podcast. You know, he talks about prices of Pokemon cards, graded, ungraded stuff like that. But it was very, like, as you're saying, like, it came off super poor, like, super disrespectful. Like, the first yeah. time I listened to that video, I was, I, it hurt. It hurt to listen as a card collector, card fan, it, you know? And and I know Boo's, Boo's initial, so it blew up into this whole Twitter drama, which then blew up into, like, a YouTube and Instagram, the whole nine yards, um... Uh, people, to your point, showing support for Arita and kind of coming after Gary for being like, 
disrespectful in the way that he worded it, even if his intention wasn't to be disrespectful. All he needed to do, all Gary needed to do was say, like, I didn't mean for it to come off like that. I'm so sorry. Like, and Boo said that. It's like, kind of, that's all you had to do. But instead, it was just like, you took this out of context because it was a financial podcast. And it's like, well, sure, the context of what you were referencing, but ah, and then it blew up into drama. And then there was a whole other set of drama that came along with that of like people going after Boo. I mean, you're, you know, as a female bodied content creator in the Pokemon world. Eh, I think happens. anybody who listens to this podcast, because I think we have intelligent people that listen yeah. to this podcast, right? I don't think we attract dumb idiots <laughs> um, can probably put two and two together of when a highly regarded male figure is confronted by a female figure. I think that I think a lot of people can understand when Sean, you say that a lot of people started attacking Boo in retaliation. You could probably understand the very Nature. misogynistic remarks that were were given. I'm we're not, I'm not going to get into detail about all that. The only like response that I want to touch on is something that pissed me off and got me really riled up. I actually cursed like the first time in our discord server um, in an at everyone telling them how mad I was about it. Um, Gary um, accused Frosted Caribou of having a mental issue just out of the blue in responses to his Twitter followers. No, like, real justification justification that's not the right word evidence it may be a better word yeah no he has no Dude. evidence he has no ev he has no idea it's he doesn't know boo. it's like when it's like when you're a kid and you're at the playground and somebody says jake why did you do that that was mean and you're like you're stupid that's literally what just happened mm -hmm. except on a magnitude of scale of someone who is very influential and very powerful i would say yeah um and it's truly disgusting. And I can never be more appalled at men. <laughs> men are the worst species to exist. And I will stand by that statement. Yeah. I mean, did you watch uh, Boo's whole video about it? I watched both videos. Okay. So there was the, there was the first video that came around. Um, and I thought it was a good video. Um, it's been like two weeks since I've watched that one though. So okay. I can't, I, I didn't, I didn't rewatch it before this pod. It's, I, but no, the, uh, the second one, the one that's unlisted on boost channel. Yeah, there was, yeah. So she really, she released a second one that was unlisted. And that one was also Monka S for all my Twitch people that may know what that phrase means. I mean, my, I, I watched that one especially, and I watched the clip that started it all, I should say. Um, my main takeaway, though, is I agree with all the points that you made, Jake, that like when he went after Boo for things that he doesn't, he can't know about this individual, and like claiming that Boo's either doing this for money or because they're mentally unfit, and it's just like, mm, okay, you're, you've lost your whole argument 
uh, or, or opportunity to redeem yourself too. Like you've you've decided that none of that matters like to you. Really shown that you're a piece of shit. Yeah, and I, it just made me think like there's so many people, and I think this is important for like anyone in any community to keep in mind, especially in you know this social media age we live in. The vast majority of internet celebrities, even celebrities, but particularly like YouTube, Twitter, all of that, like internet celebrities, they're people that probably never planned on being famous in any way and are probably, most of them, not terribly equipped to deal with that level of scrutiny and publicity. Like this guy, Gary, you know, I've seen other videos of his before all of this, this is happened. not the first time that no. I've heard that Gary has been a not so great person. Oh no, no, this is not me. Like I, I think my point, my point that I'm saying though is like he has said like he doesn't really understand social media all that well, and I just think that there's, in general, I think it's a bad idea to put any creators, us included, on any sort of like a pedestal because. Most of the people are doing things that they enjoy. Some of them are grifters. Some of them are not great people. But at the end of the day, like the people who are defending Gary, it's just like, this guy clearly is in the wrong. Why are you defending him? Like he can be in the wrong and you can be upset at him, but you could also still enjoy some of the things that, he, I don't know. It just made me think like there are, there's like so much scrutiny that gets put on to people when they decide to be celebrities and on the internet that like, it's just, it's never going to turn out good for most of those people because people are not designed to be famous in that respect. You're like, nobody's. I, I tell my Twitch people this all the time and the people that are in like our discord and stuff like that with my like atrocious gameplay community. I always say like never hold anybody on the internet on a pedestal like you said like you should never watch a creator thinking that they could do no wrong be no wrong yeah. you know that they're literally perfect humans because i mean sean and i we have i i don't know much i don't know sean's stuff but like we both have demons right sean and i have messed up in sure. life we are not perfect and but like so, but like here on the Metapod, it, hypothetically, if someone were able to put us on a pedestal, like we don't show you those things though. You know, we don't tell you the different bad things that we've done in life. We only let you see this like thing. Mm -hmm. So the same goes with content creators or just like influential people in general, like you're saying internet famous people. It's that same concept of like, just hold people accountable. Yeah. If somebody is, makes a stupid statement and they don't back down from it or try to reword that statement like Gary could have done. See that, and that's the difference, right? That's what makes like, you know, everybody should be allowed to, I think, have them make mistakes. And it's how they respond to those mistakes that allow you to be like, okay, like don't put people on pedestals. Anybody can make a mistake, see how they respond. And then just try to genuinely evaluate, is this person somebody I really want to like keep watching and following? Because Gary was given so many chances to just be like, I'm sorry, or that's not how I meant it. I'm sorry. But no, he chose to double down on the context and then call Boo unfit, like mentally unfit. And I'm like, what are you doing? I would recommend watching the videos 
uh, the explanations. Um, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, try to tell you everything that happened or went down and things like that. Cause I, I don't think that gives you a perfect perspective. So I'd, I'd recommend checking out frosted caribou even like, I don't know if Gary's even put out videos about it or like responses. I think there was like one post that he made that he deleted, but he still has like an Instagram live video or something like that up. I don't know if he's deleted it since he was called out on that. But like, anyways, try to look at all the perspectives, form your own judgment. Listen to that original podcast episode that kind of started it all. Make your own opinion. But all I know is as soon as you start a willy nilly saying that somebody is mentally unstable, you are dealing and promoting the stigma that kills millions of people every year. And that's what I'm going to say. Yeah. So in my mind, your ass. <laughs> Jake, do you want to get back into the meta now? I mean, we can, Sean. I've been loving lately. If we could look at the Sunday open first. Um, this has been a trend that has been upward for the last several weeks. And this is kind of how I feel. This is the peak of what the kids are calling ice tray. Sean, do you have a, do you have a name for this deck? I know that naming decks right now is a hot topic. I mean, that we have not discussed on the Metapod. I, I'm down for people calling it ice tray. I, the whole, like who gets to decide the name thing is, I don't know. I think man. it's the stupidest conversation. It's, it is a stupid conversation. Had. Can we also just say, uh, I don't know how you put it, Zhang or Zhang, fifteen and zero, boy. Oh dang, that's that's a good record. I don't. I can't remember that's the last grueling. time I saw fifteen and zero. That is grueling. But this was the Sunday Open results that happened this past week. One, two, three, four ice riders making it within the top eight, taking half of the top eight. Um, not winning the event, but taking three out of the four top four spots as well. Very, very cool to see this deck that maybe didn't have the hot start that Shadow Rider had. Now getting a ton of attention in a couple different builds as well. So this one that we're looking at right now is the Intellion build. Because Ice Rider Calyrex caps at 250, Right, mm -hmm. that's the cap that it does if you discard the energies. The quick shooting Intellion, very good card by the way, been making it in a lot of decks as of late. A lot of people have. The quick shooting Intellion allows you to get those extra damage counters to do 270, 290, maybe build a little bit up and end up doing 310 or 330 mm -hmm. in the turn, knocking out pretty much everything in quote unquote one shot, mm -hmm. along with using the uh, Sobble to Inteleon line build with like the shady dealings and things like that. Being able to have that consistency of grabbing whatever trainer you need. It's become a lot of people's like favorite deck. I mean, personally, I like this deck a lot. I haven't really been able to play it because I don't have the cards. Um, but I've really enjoyed watching a lot of ice tray play. I think it's fun. I think it's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. I think it's a little bit rewarding. You know, Melanie is a cool supporter. And there's a lot of different things that you can do inside this list with like grow reset stamp, you know, the Leon there, things like that. So it, it, I, I like ice tray right now. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's, it's a nice list too, because I know that for like a week or two, Decidueye kind of was on the upward trend 
Um, and, you know, because people were like, new meta, everyone's testing out new cards, nobody's thinking about the walls. And this these types of decks actually do fairly well against it because you have, you know, you have mons like Inteleon, either one, that are going to do 70 plus the damage counters or 120, right? And some bench snipe that can sort of hit over and through those deciduous. They're not weak to grass. So, you know, it's a nice deck that can kind of answer both the wall decks that would normally stop a V and a VMAX deck, as well as, you know, the one thing I'm, I'm surprised about that I'm not seeing in these lists, and I know we talked about it, at least in this one, is like having no Cheryl in here. Because the, there is something about, well, if you're going to discard all of your energy anyways... Why wouldn't you just throw a Cheryl in to heal between turns? But, you know, I, I'm sure there are reasons this person got second. I um, think the reason about that is the healing maybe doesn't happen as much as you want. So, like, instead of the one Cheryl, they had a one Marnie. Mm -hmm. And opting to maybe get a little bit more draw consistency or that Leon. I was mentioning how mm -hmm. sometimes your damage is capped at, like, 270 with the quick shooting or you know 290 or whatever you have a leon on 290 that's 320 yeah and if you have damage from a previous turn and you have 310 that's 340 you're knocking out every single vmax in the format with leon so i think i think that's the thought i think just the value of like more draw or more damage just kind of won over the idea of um whatchamacallit uh, a, a little bit of healing, you know? Yeah. I mean, you can see here, I pulled up another list for the you, for the uh, listeners, the YouTube viewers will know, but um, very different in terms of the support list here. You so got this is, this is going into a scoop up net build with Chinchino. Um, Chinchino using that uh, make do to draw two cards, sort of like trade with Zorark and, you have all these Pokemon that allow you to utilize scoop up net with like Snorlax instead of like a switch card. You just scoop up net. You have Zigzagoon, Mewtwo and stuff to get these supporters back. And I think that this is a pretty cool. I, I'm interested because I think both builds are pretty good, mm -hmm. um, which is very interesting. A lot of times when we see a good deck, we usually see like one good build of the deck. We don't usually see like two different archetypes or engines you could say in the deck. So it's very interesting to, to see these types of things. And then like in this one over here that you're seeing, you know, you can run great catcher in there as well. Cause yeah. everybody still plays the Dene. It's true. You know, people still play it. Just think about using, uh, using the catcher to, to scoop up, you know, well, the Gengar Mimikyu V max, the Trevenant dust snore, or I'm sorry, not VMAX, a GX tag team. Dustmore GX tag team. Uh, well, you also like think about ADP, right? Like if you're playing as ADP, they get their thing off, they mm -hmm. go to the back. Just great catcher, the ADP, and maybe you've pinged it with a couple of um, uh, damage counters Quick here. Shoot. Or you Leon it, right? You can great catcher Leon, the ADP, and then boom, you're good to go. There's a lot of like really cool things that I think you can do. I like the, I think I personally prefer. The Inteleon build, I like the ability to search out exactly what I need um, in the decks. But the evolution of Ice Tray is really, really cool. I like I like the deck. And one of the things that I've really liked about Chilling Rain as well 
is like, so you look at battle styles, mm-hmm. rapid strike and single strike, the two poster childs of the set. One was way more dominant than the other. Yeah. Rapid strike. We, I think everyone can agree is better than single strike, but single strike has never really been like good. Yeah. It's made it in here or there in the top eights and, and big events of these online tournaments. But now with chilling rain, the two poster childs shadow and ice rider, they're both like pretty good decks. They're both really like some of the more top tier meta decks around right now. And so I congratulate Pokemon in that aspect of like game design and stuff, making it work. Cause it's a shame that single strike is not good in my opinion. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, I think it's because, you know, rapid strike, there's a, it lends itself to more complex play. And usually that favors better players playing better. So, but with Ice Rider, it's, um, I still think long-term that Shadow Rider will be the better deck out of the two, largely because if you think about right now, the counters to Shadow Rider are, um, because it was so good, uh, are really like you have Galarian Moltres and you have the Spiritombs of the world. There's even an ADP. If, if we can actually switch over to Shintaro Ito's list from this list is whack. Chill Series, ADP Moltres, it like, so it's not to say you don't run Zacian, you do, but you run two Galarian Moltres and you run the Naganadal and Guzzlord, um, just to have another big body, I guess, and maybe you Chaotic Order GX instead of Altered Creation. But yeah, you have all these Darkness Pokemon out here that I think are really good techs against um, against Shadow Rider, whereas Ice Rider, it's not like there's a lot of techs for Ice Rider. Either you're playing a Metal-type deck or you're not. Either you have a Zacian or a Luke Metal or you don't. Well, I mean, yeah, but I, like those aren't techs. You can't throw those in with all the metal energy yeah. into most decks. Whereas this Galarian Moltres, like the fact that, like, look at this deck. This deck is wild. What is this? What am I looking at, Jake? So to anyone who can see this deck or, or can't see this deck, I should say, whether you're on Spotify or Apple or whatever, there are four types of basic energies, including some special energies in this I don't even want to call it an ADP Zashian list. I just want to call this like Moltres box. Yeah. Like that's like what I want to call it. There's two Moltres, two Zashian, one ADP, one Naganadal Guzzlord, one Galarian Zapdos, along with your Mawile and Dedenes and Crobats. You get four E-Switch. And I've been watching a lot of play lately, and I've seen some ADP lists. Usually I don't care about ADP because I hate it. But I've been very intrigued about how ADP in general right now is fitting in Moltres with multiple energy types now. Like without the Naganato Guzzlord, you're still sitting with three different energies. And I watched a 1K tournament in Kentucky, I think it was, over the weekend. I watched a 1K tournament over there of IRL play. And I watched an ADP... Zacian deck with two glaring Moltres absolutely obliterate the floor mm. with Shadow Rider. It's absurd with the energy acceleration that it has and like having that colorless spot on yeah. it. It's actually absurd on how 
good of a tech that can be, especially in a build like ADP Zashin, you know, where we've seen a lot of these flex spots of people trying these different things throughout the time, like clay is the biggest one that comes to mind. You remember the clay builds of ADP? Yeah. Yeah. Where you're just discarding a bajillion cards and having a ton of different items in there. Like it's very interesting and it's made its way. We saw in the Sunday open results, there was a rapid strike Urshifu full trace list. Like I wonder, especially post rotation does Galarian cause I've, I've seen some people talk about it. Like uh Celius network, how shadow Cali Rex rider V max is still going to be a very, very good deck. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Moltres, because of its ability to grab to accelerate to itself, the energy. Yeah. To accelerate itself from the discard. Is this a tech that becomes in a lot more decks? Like, do we start seeing like, half one thing and then half Moltres in a lot of decks until I, people stop playing shadow Cali rider. I mean, I think you're right. I don't think it, I think a two of count is clearly, I think that's extreme and an extreme response to how much shadow rider is in the meta because you don't play two in a game. Probably you play one. And then, you know, if you're playing ADP, you basically play one and then you find your, you find a way to get your other three prizes or two prizes some other way. But um, yeah, I, I think it definitely becomes like a one of in a lot of decks for as long as Shadow Rider is in the game, um, especially if, you know, you have the space to play around with this. Now, I will say Viridian Forest is rotating and uh, correct me if I'm wrong. What is our energy search card that would be legal? Is it just energy search? Just energy search, I believe. So that would be the only thing in my mind that would... Yeah, no spinner, no Viridian Forest. Yeah. So without those two cards, I actually might see Galarian Moltres not being a viable tech. So we'll see what else gets printed. Uh, because I do think that only one basic energy search card in a format is very low. Very it's low. Not going to, it's not going to last, yeah. I feel like. I agree with you. I think that they will print something else. Peony is not a good replacement because, yes, you can go get cards, but it's not good enough. So um, it's just very interesting. The evolution of ADP throughout the last couple months, how it stayed pretty much stagnant. And now with Chilling Rain, it's almost not in ADP list. Yeah. I mean, basically, I think this list is a... I think we might have talked about this a few weeks back that somebody is going to build a counter box, right? This is a counter box, right? You have the Zapdos. Pretty much, yeah, a counter box. You have your Shadow Calyrex Rider counter and Moltres, the most popular deck in the format. You have Zapdos for Eternatus. Yep. And then you have ADP Zashian, boss boss game for literally every other deck in the format. Well, and you have Nagaguz too, which like, depending on the matchup, like it can heal itself. Um... It might be a pretty annoying card to play against if you are, uh, I don't know, for whatever reason, a single prize deck in this format. I, I don't know. But like, yeah, I, I think this is a counter box. And I think between this and you also saw in the Sunday Open uh, getting, uh, what is this, 11th place Spiritomb. Spiritomb has seen a little bit of success. So, you know, I, I think that, I think this is just like a very mature format. Mature meaning like all of the cards that are ever going to exist in standard for this set of cards are now out. 
the next time mm-hmm. we get a new set, there will be a rotation. And so, like, I think you usually do see. Well, we have like three weeks of chaos. Well, sure. I mean, three weeks of absolute madness, but that doesn't count. That's that's all. That's just the Wild West. I will say though that like Dark Decks in general, because of like Shadow Calyrex Riders um, popularity, have just been thriving in that. You know, like Spear Tomb. I still think that if you want to learn how to sequence properly, play Spear Tomb. Mm-hmm. And play a lot of Spirit Tomb. I think that deck is very good at teaching sequencing and like rewarding and like teaching about risks and rewards in like Pokemon trading card game. And then also there was that Mewtwo dark deck. Mm-hmm. Did do you remember seeing that? Uh, it was very brief. It came up like uh, I think it was more popular last week, but it's basically like Malamar V-Backs, except it was like Mewtwo. Mewtwo. <laughs> it was like a dark box with Mewtwo, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, it makes sense, right? Like, cause with so much Shadow Rider being played and it being so successful, which let's just say it hasn't changed. Shadow Rider is still very successful, even with all the people teching against it. Um, and I think that just goes to show to your point, Jake, that it will be a powerful deck, even post rotation. Cause the techs may not be as valuable, but I mean, you're going to, for, for your Weavile decks, you're going to lose red and blue and you're going to lose Weavile. So that, yeah. that hurts. <laughs> A yeah, lot. I mean, but, you know, Galarian Moltres and other cards might make Dark Box somewhat okay. But I did pull this up. So, I, Jake, I kind of called an audible here, and I was like, okay, what was one other deck that has sort of come up in the last few weeks that I think is something worth talking about? And I love that Malamar VMAX has finally, finally found a home. Because this card, I tried to make it a deck when I was actually still making content months and months ago. This card is absolutely broken. And I actually think that post-rotation, it will be the most annoying deck. In the same way that Luke Metal or Gengar Mimikyu is an annoying deck to play against, I think this will replace it because of Galarian Moltres. You know, and it's just because 180 damage is a lot. Choosing a card in your opponent's hand, putting it on the bottom of the deck, it's not quite as good as Trevenoir, uh, Trevenant Dust Noir. I'll grant you that, but it's still annoying. And yeah, if you can combine that with any other sort of hand control or Marnie shenanigans, oh my gosh. I was like on this list that there's three judge whistles. <laughs> I'm mean, very much committing to the judge whistle. It's I, an awesome card. I mean, I guess the thought there is just like it's free draw. It's just draw. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, it's 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 draw power. I've known a couple decks over the days that, you know, since Judge Whistle has been around and I've been playing like that Judge Whistle has been used and it's very niche and it's not used very often, but it, it's a cool card. Yeah. So I yeah, I like these decks. I like uh, so if you I think if you are looking for some sort of a rogue deck to consider, I don't. I haven't played enough of this format or enough, uh, you know, to see to tell you how good Malamar really is. But I think on its. I surface, think that if you're, I think that if you're a newer player and you don't have a ton of cards, I mean, like really, like the only like super super pricey things in this deck are like Marshadow and Mew, because those are both like ten plus dollar cards, the Hollow Rares. But mm. with like everything else in this in this deck. You can win some games at like a local league if you're starting to see local league now, um, unofficial league, but like you're meeting up with your local league now every week. 
if you want to build a deck and you don't want to pay a ton of money, like I think Malamar VMAX can be the way to go. I don't think Malamar VMAX is that expensive. And a lot of these cards that you see here are promo cards yeah. um, as well. So it, it could be pretty, it could be pretty easy to, to build in my opinion. Yeah. And uh, Malamar VMAX is like $4. Yeah. I think to me, this is a really good budget rogue pick because it'll catch a lot of your opponents off guard. Very few of them will have ever played against a Malamar deck. Um, and depending on the, how you want to build it, now this is obviously like a Mewtwo dark box build with Weavile, which can be sneaky because um, the T-Tar being able to like swing for 210, take an extra prize on GXs, it's pretty nasty. Um, you got a little bit of type coverage here between dark um, uh, and psychic and different weaknesses. Like Pokemon that are weak to fighting and Pokemon that are not weak to fighting. Yeah, exactly. And you also got like, you know, Malamar being weak to grass. Well, there's not a lot of grass out there, but, you know, if you got fighting Pokemon that you're up against, like uh, the Urshifu decks, you just don't play those. So, yeah, it's interesting. It's very cool. I like it. I, I like how the format overall in Chilling Rain has widened and there's a lot of new decks out there. There's a lot of cool decks out there that could do well. Um, I, I just, I just find that really entertaining. I, uh, is there anything else, Jake, that you wanted to bring up for this week? Or is that, is that it? Is that, is that, is that an episode? My local league is starting to meet on July 26th. I think the only thing I can really build, even though I pulled three. So I've opened up some chilling rain. I opened up a, a booster box a pre-release kit, and then somebody from our community um, sent me like 16 packs from like ETBs from the Pokemon Center. Oh. I opened three Shadow Calyrex Rider VMAXs. Uh, so like, I'm I'm very close to building that, but I think the deck that I have to build right now is Luke Metal, sadly. Because you have more of those cards. Yeah, like I, I only need to buy like one Zacian, two Malolanas, and an Age of Slash V. And the Age of Slash V is a flex card because that's really just for Decidueye. <laughs> <laughs> Do I really care about Decidueye? I mean, at locals, how sweaty are your locals? That's the question, right? <laughs> I mean, we have pretty good locals. I'm not saying they're not good, but good and sweaty are two different things. Like, who's who's going to be? It's, it'd be like the people who bring control to locals, right? And you're like, I feel like it's going to be a lot of Shadow Calyrex Rider. I mean, if that's the case, then I think Luke Metal is not a terrible option. No. So I want to build ice tray, but it's a little too expensive right now for a guy who only has one ice rider V. Well, I mean, having those three shadow rider V maxes is very, I mean, that's you're on the right path. I don't, I don't think I'd trade them though. No. So like a lot of people, like you could trade those to get like different things that you want, like cheaper things, but I don't, I don't want to, I want to keep my, I'd rather just like buy the V's. I think they're coming out as promos in the near future. So just wait until like those are cheap. out and real, real cheap. I think the price on those will also drop when the next set comes out because then everyone's oh, going to yeah, be sure. Everyone's going to be on their Rayquaza train, right? And I think that'll have a yeah. And I think that'll have a, a an effect on like the Shadow Rider, the amount of people play it, the cost of the cards. So yeah, I think if you wait until like mid August, then you'll be good. 
Yeah, because I don't see Pokemon announcing at that point like IRL events are back yet. Mm. I don't see them doing it yet. A little early. Not until like Delta has been dealt with accordingly, the Delta strain. Oh, boy. One day we will have a podcast where, where, where COVID is not a thing. One day. I went so long without mentioning the fatal word. I know. That's all right. Uh, well. It's hard to not talk about no, when you're a competitive yeah. podcast. Where, where people to get extent. together and manhandle each other's uh, property. Yeah. But you know what? We're not just a competitive podcast. We talk about the news. We talk about what's going on in the community to keep you all informed about what's revolving around the meta. And you know what? Thanks for listening. Make sure to please leave a five-star review. 46 so close. reviews. Well, it's technically 45 five-star reviews. We got one one-star review without a comment, you coward. But we're still at 46 reviews. So if we could get four more people to do reviews, we're so close to 50. I still haven't thought of something to do at 50. Maybe we'll just give each other a high five. Maybe I'll promise to meet Sean at Gen Con. Yes. Yeah. Get us to 50. And Jake and I will meet up at Gen Con and maybe, maybe Jake, I can bring the equipment and we'll do a live, yeah, we a, can do live a live pod, pod at Gen Con. So 50 reviews. Gen Con is mid-September, folks. So you have a you have a little bit of time. Yeah, you get we gotta I I think we'll hit 50 before then, but still <laughs> something to strive for, Jake. Yeah, we always want to grow. We always want to strive. Keep practicing. Keep keep dealing on PTCGO. IRL events are almost here. But have a great rest of the podcast. Bye. Bye.